intro here. Matt Lautner coming to you live from Mark Peshek's beautiful, sunny, western Minnesota location. Tonight we have the podcasting extraordinaire driving the steering wheel, an exciting new product called Heat Seeker from Brett Seek of uh, Martell, Nebraska. Well, I tell you, as I've been traveling around the countryside, everybody's talking about it. I mean, I'm not trying to be a salesman for that company. Everything we do here is free. I'm so poor at podcasting that Mr. Brent Seek has uh, agreed to pay for the services of podcasting king, Kevin Mears. Enjoy the show. My uh, microphone will be muted. Breeder of King Cobra, Dan Loffenberg, using the Heat Seeker technology in Hickston, Wisconsin this summer. We now join Kevin Mears, Dan Loffenberg, and owner of Heat Seeker technology, Brent Seek, live in the MLC Mobile Command Center. You betcha. And Matt just texted me. And to tell Dan that, that when he sells them for to 60000 the heat detecting becomes way more important. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. That'd uh, buy a lot of patches. Yo, yep. a lot of patches. Hey, you know what? You could buy so many, you could give them out as Christmas cards. <laughs> there you go. The first question that I've got to ask, what little I know about the program, and, and, and I know a little bit, but not a lot, but the question I've got to ask <laughs> is how does a guy from west of Omaha, Nebraska cowboy, cow farmer, design an app? <laughs> you uh, you got to find, find the right people that know what you need done that are smarter than you. That's about the only way. <laughs> well, just getting on this podcast, we've figured out none of us, none of us are Steve Jobs. That's right. So you found you you basically hired a designer, an app developer to design it for you. Yep, yep. We found a company in Lincoln that does those things, and uh, after putting them through an animal science one hundred and one class and explaining to them what the heck we were trying to do, we a lot of dollars later got it uh, figured out. So, okay. Well, why don't you start from the top? I thought that was. Tip of the tongue question I had to ask right off the bat. <laughs> you bet. Why don't you tell for the people that are tuning in that don't know about the product, uh, all, all I could tell you, I, I heard about it through through a neighbor, Scott Mingus, that, that does some stuff. We've got some cows together. He does some stuff with, with Matt. He told me about it. I told uh, my neighbor, Terry Blankenship, he got one the other day from you. And, yep. and all I could tell him, the one time I was at your place 20 years ago, it was one of the neatest pasture setups, the way you had irrigation working in that deal. Yeah. And it impressed me. I've never, I've never forgot how many cows and calves and how good that grass looked. And your irrigation system was light years ahead of anybody else. And I, and I told Terry, I said, the only time I've ever was around the guy he does stuff top notch. So, <laughs> yep, yep. I, ha I have a feeling this will work. Oh, so, yeah. why yeah. don't you why don't you tell us that just just like I don't know anything about it. Tell me about the program. All right. Well, what we've got is a, a patch that glues on the cow's tail head, and it's got some electronics in it. And when that cow gets mounted, 
it sends a signal to our antenna and then it will go to the cloud and come back to your app and that'll tell you every time that cow was mounted and give you the best time to breed her and then there are some customizable features that you can change in there for each individual cow so that's a real quick quick nutshell of what it does um but uh that's kind of the the bones of it so okay it, the cloud tells me when to breed my cow now yep yep uh, okay <laughs> I, i'm making light a little bit of that because i really don't understand the cloud but <laughs> yeah you don't have to it, it just uh well when uh when the cows send the signal to our antenna it goes out cellular from there and uh it sends that information to a place where it sends it right back to your app and then you'll get a notification on your phone every time that cow is mounted and it's actually kind of fun when you first get started with it well that i do know like i said my neighbor my partner on some cows, uh, fixing to start farming. I said, hey, I'm out of town taking pictures. You're fixing to get in the field. We've set up some recips. I think, I think this will be a pretty cheap investment so we know when those cows, because we're not, let's be real honest, we're not going to be as dedicated or as deliberate about checking heats here these next couple of weeks with you in the field and me gone. And he's like, yep, thought it was a no-brainer and got it. And he was all excited, and and he's putting. He, he's at one field, and, and he gets an alert on his phone, and he's like, "Well, that cow, it's not. Why, why is that cow?" And he calls his wife, and she had got under some shade trees and was just kind of hanging out. And I guess every time a branch was hitting it, <laughs> it was beeping. So we were kind of working out the bugs that way. But at least he could call his wife and say, "Hey, who's riding? You know, cow seventy three." Right. Yep. Yep, and we've got a, well, uh, the first mount that a cow gets, it goes to a watch list. And we created that to filter out some of those false things. But if you get a situation like that, it can still get through our filter. But the way that works, the first time a cow is mounted, it goes to the watch list and you do not get a notification to your phone. And she's got to have three mounts in a two hour window to be considered an active cow and send you the notification. So the reason that was developed was because when you're feeding cows and they're all pushing around a bunk line or a water tank or anything like that, they're liable to get a head up on the back of another one and push that button. And so that way you don't get a notification every time some little false deal like that happens. But, when you get one that goes through like this, there is a, a place in there that you can delete that cycle right out and you will have to do that from time to time. Okay. And we, can we adjust that? Cause some cows, uh, they're just, they're just sneaky. They, they, they don't, they don't have just a whole lot of activity when they come in. Yep. And it's, it's still, uh, you that's the three mounts in the two-hour window, but you'll see that on the watch. You'll see mounts happening. Yeah, you'll you'll see when it when the mount happens and goes to that. Well, now, 
let's back up a little bit of history. What what made you have the idea you needed to develop this or do this? And uh, how long have you been working on it? Well, actually, it's been five years ago, about right now, this time of year. And we were actually out breeding our own cows and going out at 10 o'clock at night with a spotlight and trying to figure out what was going on. And that particular night, one of our better cows was doing nothing at 10 o'clock. And when we went to go look the next morning, um, she was rubbed raw and laying off in a corner and nobody was interested in her. And we thought, now when do we breed this thing? And actually it was kind of just coincidence. A week or two after that, I was reading a newspaper and there was an article about a, a business in Lincoln that was building sensors for in hog houses. And I called them up and said, Hey, I need a sensor to do this. And they said, Oh, I think we can do that. And so we met with them and, and that's where it started. And it's evolved a lot over the five years, but that was the, the start of it. Okay. Now we can edit this next part out. But I'll ask, I mean, was this kind of, did you kind of do some pattering after heat watch? I mean, if Matt needs to cut that out, he can. I just know how heat watch sure. works. Well, you know, to be honest, I mean, I knew about heat watch, but I never did use it. And, and so I wasn't very familiar with it, but I've, I've gotten a lot more familiar with it um, over the course of the last few years from talking to guys that used it and now are using ours. And the truth of the matter is we, we really are basically a, a new version and, and a, an updated version of HeatWatch. Um, but, but the big difference that we are above HeatWatch or any other product that's out is the distance that we can get from the cow back to that antenna. Um, you know, those products were all a direct line of sight and that cow better not walk around a, a line of trees or over a hill or you were done. And we advertise our product to reach one to two miles from the cow to that antenna. That, it'll do that almost everywhere. Some places it's a lot better and some places it's not quite as good. It depends on the amount of trees it has to go through or how hilly the ground is but we actually have people in South Dakota and people in North Central Iowa that have told me they've put a patch in their truck and took off driving and went eight miles and pushed the button and it sends the signal back. And so it, it can do some amazing things. We actually had a guy last week from Iowa, <laughs> friend of mine actually, and he, he bought a bunch of patches and he was putting them on and, and he called me and he said, uh, we got this job done and, and we were talking and, and I says, where'd you end up putting your antenna at? And he goes, well, we never really had time to put it up and it's just at my house. And we plugged it in and we just laid it on the ground and leaned it up against the door of the shop. And he said, we're three miles away and we're in a tin building and we're putting these patches on and it's sending that signal back to that antenna three miles away, laying on the ground. 
And I started laughing. I said, well, I'm glad it worked. But I said, I really don't recommend you do that. I said, put that thing up. <laughs> and so it, it can do some kind of amazing things. Well, at Terry's Farm, I know we, uh, we investigated about five different places of where it could go that we thought would be the best coverage on the farm. Yeah. And, and a couple of them on a couple old bank barns were kind of sketchy getting up there. And we found the old woodshed that set up on top of a little knoll and, and, and put it up there. Now there's a fair amount of trees right there, but so far so good. We've had real good, good, uh, real good response with it so far. Yep. Good. And, well, and I actually downloaded the app this morning, but I don't have the username and password because Terry was showing me how it worked. And uh, this was this was before Matt even said, hey, we're going to do this. So, Sure. Well, anybody, if, if he shares his, his login information with you, anybody that logs into that account can get all the same information and uh, mounts and, and everything. So... Uh, you know, if you have two or three people working for you or some guy that's coming to breed your cows and you want him to see anybody you share that with can get it. Okay. So how many cows can we have on this system at one time? Uh, more than you probably have as many as you want. <laughs> I okay. Asked that, I asked that question to these people we, we actually <clears throat> have a uh, hairy, uh, dairy heifer development that is uh, testing with us right now, and they have 25,000 head in this heifer yard. And I asked our people, I said, hey, they get, I mean, I know they're not going to have patches on 25,000 of them, but I said, if they have patches on 1,000 of them, are we going to overload things? And they just laughed at me. They said, no, you, you cannot do more than than this could ever handle so uh i guess i'm taking that for for their word okay well just from looking at terry's over his shoulder he'd probably take a while scrolling to find everything <laughs> yeah. if he had a thousand of them on there yeah and when it when it records all the mounts i mean there's it's amazing how many times some of them cows get mounted you know there's always that one cow that they pick out and just rider and rider and rider and I think our record that we've had that we know of anyway, so far is, is a cow getting ridden 176 times in a two hour window or no in her 12 hours or however long, long she was in heat. But, uh, there's only five mounts that fit on the screen at one time on your phone. And then you hit show more at the bottom and it keeps rolling them up. So you hit show more and show more and show more and you go through all those mounts. But, uh, no, really what a guy, you know, needs to know is the start of it and a lot of that other stuff. It's just kind of fun to see how many times, but well, what, what we do too is that, uh, it, it computes a 12 to 18 hour breed window for you. That's based on the first mount the cow has, but what you're going to see is a lot of times that first mount might be early because especially if you got cows synchronized, you might have five cows all standing and riding in a group and you've got two that are starting to come in and they go join the group. Then they're liable to get a head up on their back to get the button pushed before they're actually standing. So that's where the, the watch list comes into play 
and you might see a mound at two, one at three, and one at four, and then at 4.30, they start becoming fast, and you know that's when she really started standing. So right to the left of where all the times are listed, there's a little circle, and you can select any one of those mounts that you want that breed window figured from. So you can go down and select the third, fourth, fifth one, whatever you want to call the start of her heat, and then it will figure that. The other thing you can do is if you don't like the 12 to 18 hours, say you're using sex semen, you can, there's a little slide bar, you can move that out and adjust it to 18 to 20 hours or whatever you desire, and it'll compute that time frame for you on that way. So those are some kind of customizable things. Depending on what kind of semen and what your goal is. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know from the, the data at Yakley's in Oneida that he has off of his system, you know, he's always given me a hard time that most people are screwing up. We're out there at 8, 9 o'clock, and we don't see anything ride. And then we check at 6 in the morning, and we base AI and off of that. When really that cow started bulling at midnight and was standing real good at 2, and, and that thing probably should be – BAI'd, you know, way earlier in the afternoon. Yeah. So, so yeah. having, having a more accurate, especially overnight reading, I got to think is going to increase a, 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 a customer's success. It will. And you know, it's, it's amazing how many cows do that. There, there's a lot more cows that, you know, that are, that are riding, starting their heat from 10 to two. And then you may not, have seen those cows until you know seven or eight the next morning and maybe they've already been been riding for nine hours and if you didn't see them till eight in the morning you might not breed them till eight that night well then you're way late on them um and actually yakley's using this product and he's i've talked to him quite a bit over half and he's he's taught us a lot of things too Oh, yeah, I can believe that for sure. Yeah. One thing that he did teach us that's made a, a great improvement is this patch retention has been pretty darn good. Um, but originally, we were putting the glue on the patch. And Steve taught us that using Heat Watch over the years, they learned that if you put the glue on the cow and then take like a putty knife and smear that around everywhere the patch is going to go and work that into her hair and then put the patch over it, that that helps. And that's, that's made a, a really huge difference. Yeah. When you think about it, just a lot more texture and grip to get a hold of. You bet you it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It works in. And then this time of year, it helps if a guy can, can shave those cows down, not, not tight, but use that, them ba blades that are beveled on the end and just leave the hair about an eighth of an inch long like 71 12s and just yeah. them down yep like yep. a 71 12 and and then uh, just go with the grain of the hair and then you're not cutting it so close but you're getting a lot of that off of there that's going to fall out anyway because anytime these patches ever come off it's not the glue or the patch it's the hair coming out because that patch is just covered in hair um so if a guy can shave some of that off and get down a little tighter, it helps that.
that makes perfect sense when you when you think about it. <clears throat> yep, it does. Yeah. Now, how this was one thing I thought was neat. Um, the patches only have a certain lifespan, but that patch can be used multiple times on multiple cows in that breeding season. That correct? It can. Um, we've got guys doing that on donors. I know for sure. And they're switching it from one donor to the next every other day or whatever, as some of them donors are coming into heat. But I don't know as, is if anybody's ever done it on a, on a larger group of cows, but it, it sure can be done because you can cut them off. And like I said, that patch is going to be covered in hair. So you're basically going to glue hair to hair, but it works. And you can go in the app and edit the ear tag number and change it to a new one. Okay. So yes, that is a possibility. Well, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, cowboys are one thing, but out here on this side of the Mississippi, we got corn farmers that have cows. Yep. And and farmers are pretty stingy and tight. They're going to try to reuse everything <laughs> every time yep. they can. Yep. So, so a little group of six head we set up to put eggs in to watch heats on. I'm sure when they come out, Terry pulled them off, cleaned them up, and are probably going to put them on another four or five that's going to push through, get through the chute here in a day or two and get cedared. So, yep. Yep, and that's and that's fine. A guy can sure do that. Now the patch itself, its life is is what three four months is all the longer that battery lasts. Yeah, about four months. It's it's roughly that hundred and twenty day time frame. So it'll get a guy through the entire breeding season, or you know several repeat heats if you leave it on. And is that is it designed to be on there for repeat heats, kind of to stay on? Yeah, yeah, and it just takes. What I tell people when they order is to, to order a little bit extra glue and have it on hand so when you get that cow into breeder or put the egg in her, you can do a little touch-ups. If you got a loose corner, um, you know, you can, you can get a little more glue on there and, and just do a little maintenance on it, and that'll keep it on there longer. Okay. Now, what do you say the learning curve is to figuring this, this program out? It's not too bad, really. Um, as far as using the app and everything, it's pretty simple and pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the antenna is not hard to put up and, and it doesn't really need to be placed, you know, permanently and super high. If some of these guys are just basically running their, their farmyard and lots and then they can, uh, <clears throat> we have people that are just screwing it to a two by four and like a 10 or 12 foot two by four wiring it to the fence by the barn plugging it in and using it and then they take it down and take it inside uh the rest of the year while they're not using it so sometimes if you don't require a great distance it doesn't have real permanent um probably putting the patches on themselves and just taking the time to do a good job is what people need to learn the best and this time of year is the hardest i mean the guys breeding in the fall they they don't have any troubles at all i i had a guy from minnesota tell me a couple of weeks ago they put patches on a couple donors last time and they were still on there as of a couple of weeks ago and 
so really this time frame of the year we just got this little window here where where it gets a little more challenging a little more dicey with them shutting shedding off yep yep now how many years has this product been out now well we're pretty new um two falls ago we sent a thousand patches out to for testing into seven states to different guys and that was our big round of first testing and then last spring a year ago we we really thought we were going to be where we are right now and things didn't come together i know everybody blames covid but we had some machines that come in that they were oh they'll they were supposed to be here like in february and march and they said oh because of covid it's all behind and Long story short, they didn't show up till September. So we handmade 2,000 patches in our garage a year ago and just sold them privately, and we didn't try to advertise. And uh, then things came together for us, and we started selling on our website last November. And since November, we've sold into 26 states now. Wow. So it's been really neat to hear the hear the feedback from everybody and really in the big scheme of things your your company your business this this product's in its infancy still it, it really yeah it really is i mean we're just getting going and and it's going to take you know a little time to word of mouth is our our best advertising um because i think for every guy using it there's 10 of them watching him to make sure it works before they buy it oh exactly i had when Scott started telling all the neighbors around here about it, I had half a dozen people call me and say, Hey, you know about anybody that's on this? Have you heard of it? Do you know yeah. much about it? And I'm like, um, Yep. Yeah. I, I actually had it mistaken for a couple for, for different products until I kind of did some research and saw it on the <laughs> banner ad on show circuit. And I'm like, ah, why does he spell it so funny? Yeah. Oh, and then I, then I realized it was spelled on your name. Then so. you do it. Yep. We just did a little play on our name, but. I guess those, you know, I don't blame those people for, for hesitating, but I, I would like, you know, everybody to just know that, Hey, we, we are cattle people too. And we know what this thing needs to do. And we stand behind it in every way. Um, we're not, we're not here to just sell a product to somebody and walk away. We, we want to help them and we want this thing to be good for everybody. You betcha. Yeah. Well, and again, we kind of did the math on it because it's not cheap, but I certainly will say it's inexpensive. There's a good value to it. Yeah. And the cost of getting that, that having a good time on that recip or, or when we're going to breed our cows, it's not the price of the semen. It's, it's the, it's, it's the turnaround time on getting that thing bred back and not having an open, uh, an open cow there pushing your, your window bigger. So, yeah the accuracy that it provides you to be breeding those cows at the right time is going to increase your conceptions and then equally or maybe even more valuable to some people is the time savings because you're not out there heat checking all the time and a lot of these guys like you said are farming and this time of year the cows take a little bit of a back seat when the corn needs to go in and this way they're not missing anything by not being there. Uh, yep. you know, we've had a lot of people 
say, geez, I was at my kid's ball game and, and we're getting notifications on our phone and we never would have even known that cow was in heat. And it, those are, you know, lots of stories we hear just people can't be there all the time and there's just a lot you miss. Oh yeah. And I even know some pretty good cowboys that drive through in their pickup truck, smoke two cigarettes. And if they don't see anything, they're on to the next thing. And yep. yep. Exactly <laughs> and that don't, right. that don't cut it either. So nope, nope, that's right. Hey, Dan, you're on here too. And I've just kind of, I'm sorry. I've just kind of monopolized the conversation. Uh, what's some questions or some comments you've got? Uh, just not too much. I guess you guys kind of covered a lot of the stuff I was thinking about, I guess. Um, you know, I kind of, I think I started to see some ads on it so last fall and in, into winter and I was thinking about it and it's like, I was kind of thinking, yeah, it might be worth a try. And, um, I guess I kind of started all oh, just with my heifer group and a few cows and, you know, made sure like all oh, the app worked and the tower and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I guess started at the heifer group and seemed to work good. And then I guess ponied up and bought, bought enough to cover all the mature cows as well. So, um, I guess kind of in the middle of breeding season right now and I seem to be kind of impressed in the time savings and knowing for sure, you know, what came into heat and when is, uh, is worth quite a bit. So, yeah. So probably feeling quite a bit confident when you're throwing in that King Cobra semen that you're going to sell Matt another one. I, Oh, definitely. Or, uh, (laughs) or shoot. I know. I know, like, uh, was it last week I pulled, uh, had 60 cows on a 7 and 7 sink, and about half of them were AI, and half of them were going to be recepts. We put eggs in this week, and sure, nice seeing it's like, okay, just go through the list of my cows I got on a spreadsheet, and it's like, oh, yep, this cow's in heat, this cow's in heat, and it's like, you know, the cows responded great, and you could just see that, oh, they, you know, all good, like all the recepts showed heat, uh, you know, at the right time, or, or, uh, or actually, I did have two that they came in like a night early, so it's like, oh, they're too far out for, um, putting an egg in versus like, oh, I, you know, probably would only saw them the next morning, and so it's like, oh, so I just went ahead and AI them quick because they're going to be too early for a recep so, for your group. Yep. 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 So, so, um, hey, and the other thing oh. I thought of on a big group like that of getting recips. Uh, your paperwork's a hell of a lot more organized because I mean sometimes on some of them big groups I've I've helped with uh, uh, that that yellow notepad gets pretty torn up and wrinkled up as you're flipping back and forth and trying to write all your notes down. So one of the one of the add-ons that we're going to have I hope in the next couple weeks here um, when you when you schedule those cows as an ET or an AI and it puts them on the breeding page, it starts listing them out according to the time they were in heat for you. And we're going to have those be printable pages, hopefully, like I say, in two weeks. And on the recips, that's going to be really nice because that'll carry the time over that you had, you scheduled for them and then list them out according to how they came into heat and you can print that off and have it right there handy the day you're putting in eggs and match up stage codes of the eggs with the timing of those recips and hopefully get you a little better conception doing that. Oh, yep, yep. No, that sounds real good. I guess I'm just running uh, Google Sheets on my phone right now, so it's like, oh, I had to, you know, transfer them over to that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty soon, pretty soon you won't have to. That'll all be a printable deal. And and what a, what I'm what I did on mine and what I, I think several guys are doing, um, 
a lot of these ET guys want to know the first six or eight hours that recip stood. And so I was talking about our slide bars. You, you can set that to zero to say eight. And then the time that it carries over would be the first eight hours that that recip stood. And so it'll make it really handy when you print that off and, and right there's the date and the first eight hours of heat, and you'll know everything on the page with every cow at once. So, yeah, yeah, that will be handy. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking how many of these guys still have that paperwork on what stage them eggs are. <laughs> yeah, some do and some don't. <laughs> some do and some don't. Sometimes yeah. when you buy eggs, getting that is kind of, well, you, you know, that maybe that cost extra and nobody knows where that paper went. So, Yep, that's right. Yep. Well, hey, this is all a lot of good information. I think there's there's people on the fence. I, I'm not, I'm sure it hasn't answered all their questions, but maybe enough to. How do people? Uh, uh, how how's the best way to find out more about this product or get a hold of you? Well, if if they go to our website heatseeker.com, that will tell them a lot of information. It'll also have pictures of phone screens and make some of the things that we talked about a little easier when you can see a picture and visualize that. And if there's other questions they have, our phone number's listed on there and they can give us a call at any time. And Now spell that, spell heat seeker form. Cause like I said, <laughs> I had to type it in about three times before I could get it to come before <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. So it's, it's H E A T. S I E C K E R. So our last name's in there. So it's Heat Seeker. Well, there you and go. Right now we're just mom and pop business, and uh, so the business phone rings through to my cell phone, and sometimes I answer it with my arm in a cow. I mean, I try to answer whenever I can. <laughs> you betcha. <And clears throat> we actually uh, we built a building at our house. And we're doing some of the production of this at our house, mostly the insteps so that we have um, really good control of the product that goes out because everything gets tested before it leaves. And then we do all the shipping from here also. So it's kind of, we got our little labor force of our family members right now and uh, it's working out okay so far. Okay. Well, yeah, I, well, like I said, I've, I, I, we're already in on it. So I, I don't know quite all the, all the ins and outs of it. Cause I'm not the one actually using it day to day, but we've already got on board with it. So I, and, and, and I gotta think, like I said, especially people in my part of the country, uh, that grain farm or we will have a lot more prevalent. Well, a lot more prevalent anywhere these days is guys working off the farm as well. Yep. Just to have a, I mean, it, it just, it's like having a hired man there just watching cows for you. So Matt probably knows this already too, but I guess what we learned the last few years developing this is that the, the average cow herd size in the United States is 40 cows. And I, I believe that. And that's kind of really about what our orders have been is that 30, 40 patches. And so, you know, all those people have off the farm jobs. And this is where that really helps them. Oh, you bet. There's so many, and I hate to use the term hobbyists because they're they're 
it might be considered a hobby farm or a, a small thing. They're very passionate about trying to make them as good as they can, but it's not, it's not their sole livelihood. And that's, there's a lot of people that, that, that describes people out here. Like I said, close to where I live, but yeah, yeah. and that's probably spot on for the average herd size. And, and heck, uh, uh, that might even be just a nickel big out around here, but right. Yeah. And even the guys with more cows that are doing it for a living still miss so much overnight. And they're still so busy that sometimes that heat check and takes a little bit of a back seat. And so that's one nice thing is this, this is helping people of, of about every size, really. You betcha. And, and probably for those big guys where it probably comes in more of a factors, get it, those are still doing off the farm or conventional flushing, just knowing exactly when to be breeding them donors. Yep. Yeah. Cause timing's everything. And, and that's what we're always guessing at until we can use a product like this to help us know. You betcha. Well, Hey, is there anything in closing that you want to add or maybe that I haven't asked that needs to be told about? Um, no, I don't think so. I guess I just want, like I said, people to know that, that we back this thing. And, and although it is a new product, it, it's working and, and, um, but we stand behind it. So. Well, there you go. So are you getting any rain out there? Oh man, we were so scared and so dry. And now it's been raining for two days and I, I, I never have been more happy to feed cows in the mud. <laughs> oh, I hope it stays muddy uh, out there for a while. Cause I know how dry you guys have been since the fall. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking to people all over the country with this, I mean, really the only people that are getting any rain are back your way. Um, everybody is pretty scared. The guys in Missouri and the guys here in Ohio are, are if, if my Snapchat is any indication, they're flat over it. Yep. They're flat over it. And where we put eggs in out there in West Central Nebraska, out close to the Sand Hills, they're, they're plenty nervous. I know. And that's, that's the way everybody – they said, actually on the news tonight I watched, and they said Nebraska – 98% of Nebraska was in some level of drought and this will help a little. It ain't going to get us out of it, but this is going to get us a first alfalfa crop that we might not have had before. And it's going to get a good start on our grass. You betcha. Well, and I hope I won't, I won't have to water my irrigated grass. You were talking about, we were watering that. And now I can shut that off for a while. <laughs> well, again, I don't know how many years ago that's been, but I just, I remember that. That was that. That was neat. Yeah, that was. It's pretty cool to watch. Was it running when you were here? Uh, I think maybe it was in September, kind of club calf shopping season. Yeah, and I think maybe you had it running in the evening. I remember the. It was such so thick and lush on that undercoat, and then uh, them cows look good, and them babies look good, and I just thought, well, this guy has it figured out. So <laughs> I was. I remember I was always very impressed and I've thought about that and I've told, boy, I don't know how many people I've told about that since then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty neat when it, when it's all running. Well, sir, I think we'll kind of wind this down and uh, we thank you for, for being on here and uh, yeah, Matt, you want to come back in and kind of close us out, buddy. I'll take you off mute.
I tell you what, Matt's 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 studying them club calves. He's he's in a barn somewhere looking at club calves in the lights, or or he's putting semen out of that tank into somebody's tank. He's making some money, so he <laughs> yep, he yep. he's turned us off. So all yep. right, well, thank uh, again, thank you. And if you want one more time for people to go to, okay, it's uh, heatseeker.com, and that is H E A T S I E C k-e-r okay uh, thank you guys for for inviting me on here to tell you a little about it all right guys it's been fun thanks everybody thank you all right thank you bye-bye